put your dreams away for now. I won't see them for some time. I get lost in my mind. I get lost in my mind. Mama once told me, you're already home, but you feel love. I get lost in my mind. I get lost in my mind. Alright, it's just like yesterday. There's a siren in the distance. Wow, this is deja vu. The liver's king. Yeah, deja vu. Six games yesterday. Hope they're okay. Man, what about this timing? It wasn't happening. All right, Isaiah Livers, Detroit Pistons, wrench emoji, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 offensive rebound, 7 for 12 from the field, 3 for 8 from 3. Caleb Martin, Miami Heat, sunglasses emoji, 21 points, 4 rebounds, 2 offensive, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 6 for 9 from the field. Two for two from three, seven for eight from the line. Kevin Huerter, Sack Kings, King Crown Emoji, 25 points, eight assists, five rebound, two steals, one offensive rebound, one block, nine for 16 from the field, six for 10 from three, one for three from a line. Top points getters, Joel Embiid, my MVP pick from earlier from back in 2022 Philly Sixers 42 Tyrese Halliburton who I wrote down this note yesterday was born on leap day of 2000 it was born on February 29th of 2000 Indy Pacers 40 points he is he was an all-star this season Donovan Mitchell, Cleveland Cavs, 40. It's that little dog. That little dog barks every time that that guy takes it out for a walk. <laughs> every single time. I know that bark. I know that. And, he, and then he just picks the dog up and he'll run off. He'll dash off with the dog. Uh, did I say Donovan Mitchell, Cleveland Cavs, 40. Jalen Brown, Boston Celtics, 32. Dame, Dame Time, Dame Lillard, Portland Blazers, 31. Another triple-double yesterday. Top rebound skaters, Evan Mobley, Cleveland Cavs, 17. Jalen Brown, Boston Celtics, 13. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, Denver Nugs, 13. Dame Time, Portland Blazers, 13. Jonas Valanciunas, New Orleans Pelicans, 12. Top assist getters, James Harden, Philly Sixers, 20. He's leading the league in assists this year. Tyrese Halliburton, <clears throat> Mr. Leak Day, Indy Pacers, 16. Fred Van Vliet, Toronto Raptors, 14. Jaden Ivey, Detroit Pistons, 13. Darius Garland, 
Cleveland Cavs, 12. Alrighty. Random player is... Oh, my goodness. Alright, your random player, <clears throat> Marjan Bochamp, Milwaukee Bucks, wears number zero, plays forward, six foot seven, 199, 22 years old, NBA G League Ignite, last attended. He's a rookie, 2022 draft, first round, 24th pick, USA. 5.3 points per game, 2.2 rebounds, 0.6 assists. That is... Mr. Bochamp. Now, let us do oh, our state bird for today, Idaho, the mountain bluebird, Sialia curocoides, your scientific name, 1931 established, and let me take it off grayscale, my phone, I keep in grayscale, easier in the eyes. It's a bluebird. <laughs> of course it is, right? It's in the name. Why? Well, I didn't even really... It's a pretty bird, though. I would say this is the prettiest of the birds we have looked at so far. It's just kind of pure blue. Let's do... Um... Alrighty. First, let's do Churchill. We are in China. Alright, China. Chiang Kai-shek deserves the protection of your shield, but not the use of your sword. Footnote from a 1955 letter in which Churchill warns President Eisenhower not to get involved in an invasion of China. Oh, there goes your uh, chopper four, news chopper. Uh... The tail of China is large and will not be wagged. Then we have chivalry. Let it not be thought that the age of chivalry belongs to the past. We have choices. The more man's choice is free, the more likely it is to be wise and fruitful, not only to the chosen, but to the community in which he dwells. And we have Christianity. Which is, reminds me of something funny. I was at the bookstore the other day, and I, I, I got this book for $1. Was on, it was in the $1 section. And it was a 365-day book, uh, one trivia page for each day. And I didn't notice that it slipped in in the title, also, Devotions. Uh, so... It's just um, it's a very religious book. <laughs> I don't know if I would have bought it if I knew that. <laughs> I just I was laughing about that. I was like, am I? But it still has some good, good fun facts, good trivia. But it just has a a big, um, you know, a Reverend Lovejoy spin on it. Simpsons reference. I was wearing my Simpsons shirt at the gym this morning. It's a uh, light blue, sky blue tie-dye. Kind of like the beautiful, beautiful blue sky, the Southern California. That's why the only reason people live here, right? I mean, what if the weather wasn't good here? Would, you know? <laughs> Think about that, dude. I mean, I'm, not, I'm obviously not the first person to like say that, but I... 
less than half as many people would live here if it wasn't for the weather. Alrighty, that's not a, that's not a breaking news or anything, but um, it's good if you don't like the snow, which is nice for me because I'm not a cold weather guy really. Like I enjoy my time in Spokane, my uh, two week January trip. Like two weeks in the snow is fun, but I don't want to not months in the snow. The winter here is, of course, that's is lovely. Lovely. All right. Christianity. The flame of Christian ethics is still our best guide. Only on this basis can we reconcile the rights of the individual with the demands of society. I'm feeling Churchill today. I'm feeling the long... For some reason, I'm just feeling the longer pot. Uh, Christmas. Christmas is a season not only of rejoicing, but of reflection. We have tonight the peace of the Spirit in each cottage, home, and in every generous heart. Let the children have their night of fun and laughter. Let the gifts of Father Christmas delight their play. I'm just going to keep doing (laughs) church. Then we have cigars. I don't understand the anyone smoking. It's unless it's a ceremonial or celebratory. Like I've I've taken a few puffs off a cigar in my whole life, and that was at my cousin Brett, friend of the podcast, uh, at his wedding, which was will be um, nine years ago this summer. Long time, long time ago. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I don't understand the anyone's like cigar. Isn't it, I've heard it's like 30 cigarettes. I don't know about 30, but maybe that's hookah. It could be hookah, I heard. Which, hookah is insane. They used to do that, uh, my friends at Western in Solar. My old buddy, Chris uh, Sola. We call him Solar. His name is also Chris. Uh, He lived in a suite... So he he had a roommate, and one time I, I vomited. Oh, I felt so bad. That is so epic. Oh my, it's not epic. It's terrible. I vomited in. This is such an amateur move. In his, uh, roommate. His roommate was like a, a gamer who he just you know like for twelve hours a day just sit and play a computer game or something. I, um... Well, he happened to be gone one time, and <laughs> I vomited in his uh, backpack. Felt kind of bad about that. Of the two cigars... Oh, no, but what was... <laughs> what was I saying about his suite? Um, so he had... It was a very cool suite. There was a bathroom in the middle of it, and there was... Six other, so there's three sets. So total, there was four sets of two roommates. So there's six other people living in that suite. So I think that's insane if you think about it. I think, <laughs> and it was called the Ridge on uh, at Western Washington. Uh, the Ridge. It was kind of like the cool place on campus to live, the cool dorms, the cool party dorms, and they had the good. 
cafeteria or Fairhaven. Fairhaven had even better food. <clears throat> Fairhaven was like the super stoners at Western because Western was a big stoner school. Uh, but what was so I was saying about um, he had a hookah. <laughs> they had a hookah in a, in one of the suites. It was fun because each of the suite rooms had like a different theme to it. Like one of them was like the guy is like a film buff and he has like Quentin Tarantino posters and you know, like all the, like a fight club poster and like a bunch of movies and we watch movies in that room. And then like you play, you play like Nintendo, like Mario Kart in one of the other rooms. And then you got like a giant hookah in the other room and you listen to star fucker with a, they had like a star emoji, you know, like the star emoji thing in the, in the name. Uh, <laughs> no, that, for some reason, like that, that was the band. That was the band we listened to. Um, what else did we listen to? Lots of dubstep, you know, uh, dubstep as we used to call it back then. Um, EDM. Um, I was never a big EDM guy, really. Like, one of the rooms was, like, a studious room. Like, uh, there was, like, this, the the one guy who was kind of... He had a, a future in, in act, you know, like, he was, a like, the smarter kid. His name was Nick. Uh, so, yeah, like, if you need to, like, do some studying, you would go sit on his couch, read your textbook, take some notes. Ah, oh, Western. That was a decade ago that I was at Western. But the that was 2012, what I'm describing. Uh, spring of 2012. Um, well, I mean, starting in January is when I transferred. I mean, I've obviously talked about this in past episodes. But nobody's listened to every single episode of that. <laughs> That'd be insane if nobody's listened to every episode of this. Um, so, yeah, I transferred from Wazoo. I went to Wazoo just the first semester of fall 2011 straight out of high school and then I bolted to Bellingham and they also have a a bolt bus bolt bus and my friend Alex bus uh who also went to western we used to go party at he he threw parties at a and David Patterson (laughs) David Patterson became a quite the player when um, I'm like just like you know like the people who reinvent themselves after when they go to college <clears throat> I was never I, don't, I never really reinvented myself alrighty I'm a work in progress kind of guy it's something I wrote down the other day don't know what it means but I'm also a late bloomer I was always a late bloomer but Work in progress, kind of guy. Um, enough reminiscing. Let's go back to Churchill. Cigars. Of two cigars, pick the longest and the strongest. Footnote told to the author by Churchill's son, Randolph, in 1963. The year after my parents were born. The year JFK went down. <clears throat> Just reminds me of uh, Bobby Kelly's new podcast. Haven't listened to it, 
because that's a big thing that I'm, I'm going to talk about it with Brett, but you guys will hear that definitely cutting back on my podcast listening, but I'm going to have a big discussion about that with Brett when I talk to him soon on the, po- on the podcast, <laughs> but that's, a, that's different. I, I mean, I'll get into it. Um, uh, that's just talking to a, a buddy. It's fun. It's always fun catching up with a buddy. All right. Um, smoking cigar. Yeah, who is Bobby Kelly's new pod? Is it Joe List? It's called like Two Cigars. I don't know. I was trying to think of a joke. Two and a half cigars. <laughs> That's what they should have called it. Two and a half cigar men. Two and a half cigar men. That would see. Why didn't they? They have a title that's definitely not as good as I came up with that on the spot right there. Come on, <laughs> their, their title is not as good as that. Uh, smoking. Now I'm like curious. I'll, I'll check what their. Let's look up what the title is. I'm feeling. What's the word? Peckish. What's peckish even mean? Uh, first let's look up peckish, and then let's look up. Bobby Kelly's no peckish means ill-tempered, irritable, somewhat hungry. No, I'm not feeling peckish at all. I'm feeling like the opposite of peckish. What's a an an antonym to peckish? Uh, cheeky? <laughs> no, it's all this all this not listening to. <laughs> I'm so I'm so relaxed. Oh my gosh, I. I'll get into it with Brett. I'll talk about it with Brett. Engorged. One of the things is <laughs> satiated, satisfied, satisfied, uh, satisfied, sated, um, engorged. It has to do with being hungry. Is They're saying the main meaning of peckish is hungry. So that's not what I was talking about. No, I'm just feeling pretty relaxed right now. Uh, too... Bobby, and I just felt like, I was like, why, I don't need to bang this out. See, it's called Two Comics, Two Cigars. Come on. Two and a half cigar men is better than that. Uh, That just made me think of two guns. See, they could have called it Two Comics, Two Cigar, or not. What's the, the Denzel, Mark Wahlberg movie? Um... Isn't it two... Is it two guns? Yeah, it's two guns. Yeah. Reminds me of John Morant. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's go... Let's keep doing... um, I'm feeling Churchill. I'm just feeling Churchill. This is a heavy Churchill episode. Smoking cigars is like falling in love. First, you are attracted to its shape... You stay with it for its flavor, and you must always remember, never, never let the flame go out. Footnote, Churchill's favorite brand of Havana's was Romeo and Juliet. The special Churchill size was six and a half inches. A comic would insert a joke right there, obviously. (laughs) That's like like such a a alley-oop of a... Yeah. 
Civilian authority is your next section. It is always dangerous for soldiers, sailors, or armies to play at politics. Reminds me of war games. Wasn't that a movie? <clears throat> um, yeah, or there's like the Simpsons episode where Bart and Lisa went to military camp, which was referencing a movie. Might be War Games. No, War Games was Matthew Broderick. Wasn't, I think that was that. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller, which I would say, if someone asked me, what's your favorite movie? I will have to say, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What's yours? Because it's polite to ask people in return. Civilization is the next section, a state of society where moral force begins to escape from the tyranny of physical force. When civilization degenerates, our morals will be gone, but our maxims will remain. Uh, I was just reminded, I've, I was just reminded, um, I've been listening to, what, where's my, I was just going to tell you, I've been listening to so much music, since since I decided to give my brain a vacation, you know, not vacation, just stop. I'll, I'll talk about it with Brett. <laughs> I, keep, I keep teasing me and Brett's podcast. I hope we get to do it tonight. Uh, but I've just been more relaxed, you know, stop. I've, it's, it's been more relaxing to stop listening to so much because obviously, obviously I was addicted, as they say, uh, podcast addict which is one of the platforms you can podcast on um but yeah for years though like yeah uh always as part of my identity so this is like a whole new thing for me like my brain is just i feel just very relaxed and i have a feeling it may have been connected to my like whenever i would go to the hospital and they take your blood pressure and mine was generally a little high and I was always like maybe it's because I just drank my cold brew but also I think it could be connected to listening to way too many hours hours upon hours every day of podcasts as like your main form of entertainment. Um, I honestly think that that could be connected. Uh, just th This is like my personal experience. I'm not saying that it has anything to do with what anyone else could experience. I'm just saying that I, cause I, cause when I get into something, I go hard. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's just what I'm saying. Like I go to the gym, I go to the gym every single day. Like I don't take, one day off i when i'm into something i just i go on my morning walks every day <laughs> i'm i do i'm very like routine based i drink coffee every day yeah and that was just listening to podcasts all the time like in my downtime was just part of part of what i did you know and now I'm, it's just it was just so much uh sensory overload just Inf information, constant inundation of information. And like too much of a good thing, as they say. Um, 
yeah, like you can't have too much of anything. It, it starts to destroy you. Everybody knows that. If you drink too much water, you you can die from that. So, remember that lady in the, I think it was like a radio contest. She died because, yeah, the contest was who can drink the most water. And I think maybe like not go to the bathroom was part of it. And yeah, that's what you, that's when um, something exploded inside of her. Uh, Churchill, let's go back to Churchill. <laughs> I'm just feeling the longer pod, longer NBA pod today. Because I, I do it, I'm very, been so formulaic. Maybe I can go more than five minutes. Maybe I can stretch it to ten. Ten minutes is nothing. And now that I'm not listening to them, now I just have, like, more time to, like, my brain to recover. Civil rights. The foundation of all democracy is that the people have the right to vote. Nothing can be more abhorrent in a democracy than to detain a person or keep him in prison because he is unpopular. Civil servants. No longer servants, no longer civil. What does that mean? Um, hmm. If you're no longer a servant, then you aren't civil. Class warfare. We are opposed to class government in every form, whether it be a government of aristocracy or of plutocracy, or of the military classes, or of the priest class, or of the trade unions. Priest Holmes, that's his name. I was trying to think of the old Kansas City Chiefs running back there. I, I pulled it out there. Priest Holmes, he was a, a top fantasy football player right when we started, back, right back when we started fantasy football. This was the 20th season. So we started O two. When I was I was uh I was nine years old, the first season of fantasy football. Can't believe yeah, and I think that's probably part of the my like transformation <laughs> like not watching TV all day. Like I'm that's my new thing, is just not turning the TV on till I'm trying to make it only weekends I'll watch sports. I'll watch sports on the weekend. Or I'll watch Seinfeld at 10 p.m. on 13-1, the Fox affiliate. Those, like, it's so, like, that was the first step. And I was like, this feels good to not have the TV on. Like, the, the energy has shifted in this studio apartment. Feels more fresh. Uh, what, what was I saying? Talking about fancy football, Priest Holmes. All right. Uh, where were we? There's no case for a quarrel between wealth and poverty. It is a quarrel between methods of government and themes of government. Let's look up. Why not? Since I'm feeling so... I'm just feeling like a longer show. Priest Holmes. <laughs> um, Priest Holmes. 11 seasons. Went to Texas. UT Austin, Hook'em Horns. Uh, he actually played for the Ravens for his first few seasons from 97 to 2000. 
Did not know he played for the Ravens. Then he played for the Chiefs from 01 to 07. Yeah, uh, how many? 86 rushing touchdowns, 8,172 yards, 4.6 yards per carry. So he was actually on the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl winning team in 2000. Wow. Yeah, he, uh, okay, in 2000. Oh, wow. In 1998, with the Ravens, he had 1,008 rushing yards. He eclipsed the 1,000 mark in his second season, his sophomore season of the NFL, and 260 rush, uh, receiving yards, seven rushing touchdowns that season for Priest Holmes. So 80 touchdowns total for Priest Holmes. Uh, UT, let's look up Texas Longhorns in NFL. I bet there's, this will be a good list. Cedric Benson. Remember Cedric Benson? Updated look at, did he die? Did Cedric Benson, was he one of those? Who's the guy who was working out in, uh, he was working out in his apartment, and it was overheated, and he died. Oh, Cedric Benson did pass away. Oh, my gosh, that's sad. R.I.P. Passed away August 17th, 2019, pre-pandemic. So how did Cedric... Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, oh, motorcycle. He He passed away in a motorcycle accident gosh wow that i did not i mean i guess i do remember hearing about it because i had that he was 36 years old and it was in austin texas man that's sad uh cedric benson he had 6,017 rushing yards 32 rushing touchdowns uh, one only one receiving touchdown, eight hundred thirty-three receiving yards. Wow! But so who was the guy? Um, NFL player dies in apartments heat. It was Marion Barber. Yeah, heat stroke. Last July. At thirty-nine years old. Marion Barber, he played for, did his, he played for the uh, Cowboys. Oh, he's a Golden Gopher. I was wearing my Minnesota Golden Gopher sweatshirt this morning to the gym. Uh, Did he, did Marion, yeah, he did have a brother. Uh, His older brother, Former Houston Texans safety Dominique Barber, Minnesota Golden Gophers linebacker Thomas Barber, and he's the son of former New York Jets running back Marion Barber Jr. Uh, he's also cousin of Peyton Barber, who is currently a free agent. Peyton Barber played with the Tampa Bay Bucks from 2016 to 2019 
the Washington football team, WFT 2020, the Vegas Raiders 2021. Yeah, Peyton Barber. He's uh, 28 years old. Um, but he'll be 29 at the start of the season. Um, I, I was going to look at... Uh, oh, speaking of NFL, Derek Carr to the Saints. That was an interesting move, I thought. Wait, let's see if there's been any other NFL... We just... On the NBA show today. Oh, isn't that funny? Sometimes I pull up ESPN.com and it goes to ESPN Deportes. I, so I'm not even kidding. Like, I go to ESPN.com. I wonder... <laughs> I wonder if... if is it because of, like, the area I live in or something? It's like, I mean, obviously I live in uh, a highly Hispanic area. It's just funny. Sometimes I go to ESPN.com because I have it on my favorites. Because, like, I, <laughs> I find it so funny. I'm like, I can't even read this. I don't want I don't want <laughs> Oh, gosh. I'll just go to NFL.com, I guess. Jeez, it goes, what if it was NFL Spanish? It goes to NFL German. Uh, the Giants keep Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. There we go. They put the franchise tag. See, oh, there goes a low flying, there goes a cop, copper, or a chopper. Uh, those. Some of those little planes are so tiny. I'm mean, not so tiny. <laughs> so uh, so loud on my like on my walk this morning. I I just look up at the like this is tiny little prop plane and it's louder than a like a Air Force One Millennium Falcon. I was trying to look up the meaning of the franchise tag. What does the franchise tag even mean in the NFL? I don't even know. Let's see. Gosh, I go to Sporting News. It's a mechanism they're allowed to keep franchise-designated players off the unrestricted or restricted free agent um, free agency. Okay. It's a one-year contract. It's a one year. Okay, it's a short deal. Um, four years, one hundred sixty million for Daniel Jones on the Giants. That is ridiculous. Like, no offense to. I mean, he's. You really think Daniel Jones? Let's get a list of NFL quarterbacks. He's he's not worth forty million a season. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get in your pocket, Mr. Daniel Jones. <laughs> get out of my pocket. <laughs> uh, let's go list of um, passing yards 2023. I just want to see how many, or 2022, I guess. I need to see how many quarterbacks I rank above Daniel Jones. So let's count them out here. Mahomes, one. Uh, Justin Herbert, two. Oh, Tom Brady, retired. Unless he comes back. 
then I would still put Tom Brady over Daniel Jones. I guess the Giants, that's true, though. The Giants, uh, Giants had a breakout season. They were in the playoffs. Like, when's the last time the Giants, let's see, New York Giants, um, like, they haven't been in the playoffs since Eli? Have they not made it since Eli? Uh, yeah, they were there. Oh, no, uh, they made it in 2016. They were wild card. So just 2016, they made that one year since Eli. Um, let's see. All right, so quarterbacks better than Daniel Jones. Mahomes is one. Herbert. Cousins, I put above Jones. Burrow is four. Jared Goff. I don't know about that. Josh Allen, five. Gino. Gino, a phenomenal year. He got paid too. Um, you put Gino above Daniel Jones. Nah. Trevor Lawrence. Nah. Jalen Hurts is six. Aaron Rodgers, if he's still got it. I say yes. Seven. Tua. I take Daniel Jones over Tua. Russell Wilson has faded. Derek Carr, no. So what, I'm at seven? Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott. I put a healthy Dak Prescott above Daniel Jones. What, eight right there? Tannehill? I'd say if Tannehill's cooking, nine. Kyler Murray, ten. If he's healthy, sure. Eh, Garopp. Okay, so let's say there's, I would say there's at least ten quarterbacks I just listed. So I'd say, I I don't know, maybe I'm being harsh. Let me look at Daniel Jones' 2022 stats. Maybe I'm being a little harsh. Maybe he earned it. 3,205 passing yards, which ranked 15th. 15 touchdowns, tied for 21st. Well, obviously he's uh, running. It's all about the rushing. What was his rushing numbers? 708 rushing yards. Average 5.9. Basically 6 yards per carry. Yeah, that's insane. He's a huge rushing threat. Seven touchdowns. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I yes, he's definitely one of. Definitely. Wait, is he the best rushing touchdown or a uh, rushing um QB? Try to think of a better running quarterback right now. Like Josh Allen, is not as good. I mean, Josh Allen's very mobile. Kyler is also mobile. Uh, Lamar. Um, Mahomes. My mom will always say Mahomes is like getting fat. That's what my mom says. <laughs> She's like, Mahomes has been eating too much. He's got like a big pot belly. <laughs> what, I wonder what, what do they have? Yeah, so honestly, um, QB, let's see, QB rushing... Yars, exactly. 
uh, I can't think of. Yeah, he's definitely the best rushing QB. I oh Justin Fields, that's it. That's no Justin Fields. Eleven hundred forty-three rushing yards. What? Justin Fields had over eleven hundred yards on the ground and seven point one average. Wow. That's oh yeah, so and eight rushing touchdowns for Fields. So yeah. So Fields is clearly the best rushing QB. Um Lamar Jackson. Lamar had seven hundred sixty-four rushing yards. Josh Allen had seven hundred sixty-two. And Jalen Hurts had seven hundred sixty. So and then there's Daniel Jones, fifth on the list for last year. And then Marcus Mariota is number six. There's a huge drop-off. 438 yards for uh, Mariota. Oregon Ducks. Uh, the average is Lamar, 6.8. Josh Allen, 6.1. And Jalen Hurts was just 4.6. Okay. So, is there any other... Um, oh, Aaron Rodgers is talking to the Jets. I don't see that happening. I do not see Aaron Rodgers in the... Like, could you guys picture Aaron Rodgers in the Jets jersey? I don't... I don't buy... Um... Dolphins releasing cornerback Byron Jones after three seasons. Let's see his profile. He went to UConn. Don't see a lot of NFL players out of UConn. More of a basketball school. He is... Oh, that's what we're going to look up. We're going to look up Mahomes' weight. This guy is 6'1", 194. That reminds me that I need to eat after this. Because I weighed myself... I swear the sauna affects my, um, it like fluctuates my weight, the sauna. Uh, Mahomes, they have him listed 6'2", 225. Yeah, (laughs) 225? That's huge. Uh, and he's 6'2". I'm... I'm like 6'3", so I'm a little taller than Mahomes. And he's way beefier than me. Alrighty. Um, so, I think, let's see if there's any NBA. Let's see if we're still on ESPN Deportes. Oh, yep, it's still kicking me to Deportes. So, we'll just go to NBA.com. See if there's anything new, NBA... Grayson Allen scored 20 points in the third quarter the other day. That was Saturday night on ABC. That was exciting. He made six threes in the third quarter. Steph Curry made his return. Like I told my dad the other day. Um, yeah, there's not really any feral 
revs up crowd. Oh, Will Ferrell. That's funny, because I wore my elf, my Will Ferrell elf socks to the gym. I keep mentioning the gym. <laughs> I keep coming back to the my trip to the gym this morning. Apparently a, a very eventful and exciting trip. Actor and comedian Will Ferrell was among the many famous faces seen sitting courtside for the Sixers versus Pacers game on Monday. The Indiana Pacers had an unofficial addition to their in-game hype crew on Monday. Actor and comedian Will Ferrell. Ferrell was at Gainbridge Fieldhouse early on and was busy throughout the game, hilariously taking on the role of hype man for Indiana as it hosted the Sixers. His visit to the game came days after he was spotted at a Walmart in Beach Grove, Indiana, where he took videos and selfies with fans. Beach Grove is located about six miles southeast of the Pacers Arena. At Monday's game, Will Ferrell was plenty busy. He took some shots on the court before the game, chatted with the Pacers coach Rick Carlisle, who I think looks like Jim Carrey with a shaved head, and the players in the locker room leading led the revving up pregame antics with a surprise visit by rapper 50 Cent, who was hanging upside down in one of the players' lockers. <laughs> what if it said that? They, they open their locker, and 50 Cent is in there like a bat. He, like, hisses at them. And tried to get the crowd fired up between quarters as well. Then there's a little video of him shooting, uh, doing shoot-around pregame. So what's Will Ferrell's connection to Indianapolis? Yeah, what's the connection here? Um, I mean, maybe obviously he just likes sports. Like, you, there's tons of videos of him. They have posts on Twitter here, just like fan videos. Yeah, he's just a big. I mean, yeah. If I was a, f- if I, that's what I would do with my honestly. If I. Th- if I had a million dollars, <laughs> I just break into B and L. If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, I'd buy your love. Ooh, 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 ooh. If I had a million. We wouldn't have to walk to the store If I had a million dollars We'd take a limousine cause it costs more If I had a million dollars We wouldn't have to eat craft dinner But we would eat craft dinner we just have more Ooh, and fancy ketchups Dijon ketchup yeah, so if I had that money, I mean, you'd have to say like five million. If I had five million, I would travel to all the stadiums. I'd go to all the baseball stadiums and some like big time, like I'd go to like Bama, Tennessee, Michigan, all the giant college football stadiums. 
and um, just all the sports. Those those two. Oh, there goes another one. Located by the lovely Van Nuys Airport. In lovely Van Nuys, the valley. Actually, not not really Van Nuys adjacent. Uh, but the nice part of Van Nuys, though, west of the 405. I think I think Van Nuys east of the freeway is less nice. All right. Um. So yeah, that's what I was saying. If I had that money, it doesn't. It wouldn't cost that much. I mean, you would just need to you'd be like up in the air, like George Clooney. Um. Yeah. Get the miles. I got lots of miles. I'm looking to. That's another thing I was looking to. Maybe use some of my miles, because you can't. Your Alaska miles, not worth any money, cash. Got to use them on a like a hotel. That's what I'm. I'll use. Gonna go use on a hotel somewhere. I got some ideas. I would like to go to Phoenix, is what my idea is. Because my mama is coming Friday. I think she's here till Monday. The 13th. I would like to go to Phoenix. I would like to go to some, at least a couple spring training games. Yeah. I could use my um, Alaska miles on that. I have like literally, like, literally, like 105,000 Alaska miles. (laughs) 105. But, and then like I'm looking at the cost, how many miles... For Phoenix Hotel, I think for like a few nights, it'll be like 50,000 miles. So I'll, I'll have to spend like half of my miles for like, I might get like three or four nights out of that. Uh, like it's not, they're not worth as much as you would hope. But maybe it's based on when I was looking at the booking. Because maybe the, maybe the dates, I'm... Maybe I waited too long, you know? Are the Because what? If I'm looking at, like, maybe St. Patrick's Day, Friday, 17th, that's only 10 days away. <laughs> so, just the price of... See, I don't even know. I don't stay in hotels much. I don't, I don't know if the price would even be affected by that. Um, I don't even know, dude. Okay. Uh, yeah, but... I would definitely go on lots of road trips too. If I had my five million in the bank, I would invest at three hundred k. I would go three hundred k in Robinhood. <laughs> That'd be a lot of money on Robinhood. Uh, but yeah, I would look to invest at least what five million. So less than ten percent, because. 500k would be um 10% of 5 million. So, I would invest 300k. I would purchase a home not here. Where would I buy my house? Maybe like southern Utah? Uh, seems like a lot of snow in the winter. Like I was saying, I don't like the snow. But you could get some good value. I definitely would not buy a home in California, obviously. 
the price is almost peaked. Um, maybe like, yeah, like maybe like Southern, I don't know why like Southern Utah sounds romantic. I'm not Mormon. Uh, I do like going to the Utah Jazz. I would like to go back to another Utah Jazz game. I need to make my pilgrimage back to SLC. You know me. Um, what was I saying? But I would go Montana, somewhere in Montana. Lots of different options to buy a cool cabiny castle, cabin castle on a lake. Like I used to talk about. Remember, I used to talk about um, if you're a fan of the old shows from years ago, from way back in 2019, going on four plus years of the podcast with some giant breaks as you know obviously so many breaks <laughs> but consistent since for um over five months now i've been hitting it hard for the past five plus months obviously as the proof is in the pudding which i don't know if you want to reference pudding with the whole Bill Cosby situation kind of associated with pudding now. Um, <laughs> I just, <laughs> uh, what, so Montana, where would you buy a house in Montana? Where would you buy it? Maybe not Great Falls. Great Falls is where I always visit my mom's side of the family. My dad went to high school in Bozeman where my parents went to college Montana State, Bobcats, which did they even, that reminds me, I need to check, uh, did they win? Did they play yesterday? So, Bozeman is very expensive now. Like, that's a thing. Let's, like, John Mayer, celebrities who live in, so John Mayer lives outside of Bozeman, like the homes cost like millions of dollars there because lots of, let, let's see, uh, Bozeman population. I got lots of open tabs. Shout out Bert Kreischer's podcast. <laughs> see, this is, a, this is like my whole thing I've been thinking about. Like I don't need to, like uh, I've been going through like a, a bit of a crisis. <laughs> not a crisis. Not a crisis. It's not like, no, it's like a happy, it's like a, an awakening as I would call it. But the thing I, I realized, I just realized like the thing that these like the famous, you know, almost all these famous comedian podcasters that I look up to for a decade plus now. Um, I just realized that their whole thing is like, I don't, I'm not trying to be like paranoid about it, but I just don't think you need to worship strangers. Like that's what I that's why I like recognize. See, and I think I think it just has to do with I was going to mention cuz I'm turning 30 years old. <laughs> Not that, that's, that's I I've always said I don't think that that's old, but compared to what though? Compared to 20 it's old, but compared to 40 it's young. <laughs> that was like a the more you know um 
Bozeman population growth rate. So that's just, I just realized like, and it's just some of the, it's, it's all about the sensory overload too. It's just information overload. And like my brain was just like pudding. <laughs> I just, I can't believe I just referenced pudding again. I did not even, I did not even mean to do that. Oh my gosh. See, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not calling myself funny, but I didn't even mean to do that. God dang it. Uh, what am I saying? What am I even saying anymore? Bozeman population growth, uh, increased 9% since the most recent census. It's, it's growing quickly. Almost 3% annual growth of population for Bozeman, Montana. Um, celebrities who live in Bozeman. Wow. 44 notable, famous, and infamous people who have called Montana their house. Bill Pullman, Pullman, Washington, which, speaking of the star of the podcast, God, it's so nostalgic. And I was going to tell you all the albums I listened to. There's another siren. Um... Wild Feathers, new album. Jack Johnson, new album. Taylor Swift, new album. Fleet Foxes, new album from 2020 called Shore. And out of those ones, I like the Fleet Foxes. Really like the Fleet Foxes one. Very chill. Yep, there goes the siren. You can definitely hear that. Um, so Bill Pullman owns a ranch near Whitehall. Oh, taught film. He's a teacher of film and photography at Montana State University. I think me and my dad may have discussed that before. It sounds familiar. Owns a ranch near Whitehall. Brad Bird, Academy Award winning director, born and raised in Kalispell. Wow, he's a Montana guy. Brent Musburger, sportscaster, spent much of his childhood in Billings, which is like the metropolis of Montana. Montana Metropolis. Musburger's father, Cecil Musburger, credited with bringing Little League Baseball to Billings. That's interesting. Bud Lucky, Pixar cartoonist. Uh, Calamity Jane, noted Frontiers woman, one time lived in a cabin, speaking of cabins, near Billings. Carol O'Connor, played Archie Bunker on the sitcom All in the Family, attended University of Montana. Boo, Grizz, the bitter rival of my parents' MSU Bobcats. Which I should tell you before I forget. Did did the uh, they played yesterday or ooh yeah they played Sunday. Yes, they won. Very good. The Bobcats won. Uh, they they defeated Northern Colorado, eighty four seventy three. So they play tonight at eight p.m. against Weber State. 
And the Zags play... What time do the Zags? Are the Zags? Zags play tonight against St. Mary's at 6 p.m. That is a huge game. That will be a very good game to watch tonight. Probably on ESPN. Uh, Zags. Go Zags. Just did the Zags pod with Dad. All right. What, do, what else can we learn about Bozeman? Let's just go on a deep dive. I'm feeling peckish. No, I'm not feeling... Actually, actually, now I am peckish. I am hungry now. So I am peckish. Bozeman. Let's go on a little Bozeman deep dive. I'm just feeling... I mean, it's just so chill now that I don't... It is, is it ironic that... It, it is ironic. <laughs> it must be ironic that I'm talking about not listening to a podcast on a podcast. But it, the truth is, though, it's, it, only, it's, it was an accumulation of years of activity for me, of um, mental activity, with listening. Years, like years of, you know, like all my free time, being a, spending, just whenever I had time, whenever I had time, hours, many days. So, um, so, I mean, obviously you can listen. I'm not saying don't listen to, I'm still, and that's the thing. I'm still going to listen every single day. Cause yeah, you don't go cold turkey. Why would I, I'm not going to stop. I love podcasts. It's still my favorite thing. Consume. It's my favorite thing to consume of media. It's just not good. Just like anything is not good if you do it all the time, except maybe sex. I do not know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I've never had the opportunity to find out. <laughs> no, I'm not a, vir- not a virgin. Richard, what's the virgin guy's name? Dang it, I could have had a cool, cool Mark Norman reference right there. I still can't think of the Richard something. Branson? Is it Richard Branson? The, do you know what I'm thinking of? The Virgin Airlines guy. Alrighty, uh, but yeah, it's just, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying, I'm still gonna listen, and the thing is, my main thing is not listen at home, that's what my plan is, I'm not, I'm, I, cause I love going for walks, so whenever I'm on my walks, I, I listen to a podcast, and I go for long walks, so I still end up listening to hours every day, but that's the plan, you know, that the plan, Stan. I, my main thing was just being at home and just overwhelmed by it. But I've talked about it too much. Maybe I'll talk about it with Brett a little bit tonight. But we won't talk about it too much since I've already delved into it pretty good. And I don't think we're going to be chatting for very long. He'll be, he's got a heart out. We're on a time crunch. Uh... Yeah, okay. What can we learn about Bozeman? Served as filming site for a number of films. Wait. I I feel like peckish should mean, like, dry mouth. That's what... That's what I imagine peckish as. It means, like, cotton mouth. (laughs) 
It means like you smoke weed. <laughs> Peckish means you're a stoner. <laughs> no. Oh, that'd be funny. No. What does mean like, is there a word for like dry mouth? Like there should be. Let's see. <laughs> I'm just, today's today I'm just I'm feeling like uh every single thought I have I'm like let me just google this <laughs> for some for some reason it's so funny uh word for dry mouth um there's a medical term called xerostomia spelled with an x interesting see you just see that and then that's another thing I told you that but like it de- depending on how many podcasts you listen to, it it affects your recall. Like I wasn't able to recall. My recall was very uh, struggling because um, just information over inundation. Like I was saying, you you need to give your brain. I I, I was I was researching it. You need to give your brain time to recover and heal and grow. And like silence, like there's benefits to complete just sitting in silence. I mean, or just being quiet. I just I just stopped talking. Okay. Xerostomia. I have xerostomia may be associated with a change in composition of saliva, reduced salivary flow, no, or have no identifiable cause. It's a mystery, xerostomia. The symptom is very common. It's often seen as a side effect of many types of medication, including marijuana. <laughs> now, it doesn't say that, but it could, though. I'm not on any other medication. I'm not on... I wouldn't even consider weed medication. I mean, it's just a drug like caffeine or alcohol or heroin. Uh, pain pills. Pain pills. It's, it's more common in older people. Oh, great. So I have that to look forward to. Just being an old guy walking around with cotton mouth. <laughs> That's why they're all they're always smacking their gums and taking their teeth out, <laughs> like leaving their teeth in inappropriate places. Uh, sometimes there's no identifiable cause. There may sometimes be a psychogenic reason for the complaint. Psychogenic, classified as a conversion disorder, a psychogenic disease in which mental stressors cause physical symptoms of different diseases. So it's kind of like when, uh, what, Stockholm Syndrome? Is that similar? During a psychogenic disease, neuroimaging has shown that neural circuits affecting functions such as emotion, executive functioning, perception, movement, and volition are inhibited. These disruptions become strong enough to prevent the brain from voluntarily allowing certain actions, i.e. moving a limb. Which, what's the difference between IE and EG? Like, why does it say uh, IE versus EG? Yep. Uh, 
EG stands for exemplae gratia or gratia and means for example. IE is an abbreviation for id est, EST, and means in other words. There you go. See, you learned another fun fact. See if you recall that a few weeks. You can tell that to somebody at a dinner party. Um, okay, so that's that disease. Let's learn more about Bozeman. So, <laughs> let, let's go with Bozeman. The movies filmed in Bozeman, The Wildest Dream, A River Runs Through It, which we watched in English sophomore year, I believe. Mr. Belarjan. I had Mr. Belarjan, who is my old buddy... Uh, Henry Belarjan's uncle um, went to kindergarten. Yeah, with Henry Belarjan. We go that far back. We go back to kindergarten. One of the kindergarten homies. And Greg Williams sat next to me in that. And he showed me Step Brothers. That's the first time I saw Step Brothers. So that would have been sophomore year. Um. Let me think. Fall of 2010, senior year. Fall of... <laughs> I just... See, my brain is mush. My brain's pudding, like I said. Uh, it's so funny. It's just like the... It is. I can feel I can feel it recovering. I feel the heel. Feel the heel. Um, so, it's 08. It was 08. Fall of 08. Spring of 09 was Mr. Blarjan's English class. Which I'm trying to... Step Brothers came out summer of 08. So the timing lines up perfectly. He showed me Step Brothers on his phone. And I was like, this is revolutionary. I mean, lots of Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell was on fire in the aughts. He had such a... I mean, speaking of Elf, he went, he went Elf, Anchorman, Talladega Nights... And, um, yeah, the one, well, he also had the other guys, stepbrothers, uh, and the other guys. Yeah. Which was, other guys was 2010. A Plum Summer and Amazing Grace and Chuck. A Plum Summer, 2007 adventure family film directed by Caroline Zelder. Stars Owen Pierce, Chris Masoglia, appearing under the name Chris J. Kelly, Morgan Flynn, William Baldwin. Yep, one of the Baldwin brothers. Which, what's the order? See, I'll, I'll teach you another thing. I'm going to teach you the order of the Baldwin brothers. Um, let's see, the Baldwin family. Well, why can't you just tell me their years? They list them, but why don't they list the year they're born right next to their name? You're going to make me click on the links. All right, so Alec, uh, <clears throat> 1958 for Alec. Daniel's 1960. Billy is 63. Steven's 66. All right, so there. I just read them to you in the order from oldest to youngest. There you go. I thought there was five for, for some... Uh, yeah, wait, William. Wait, who's... Alec, Daniel... Oh, Billy. 
Billy is William. <laughs> okay. Gosh. See, that, all right, very good. Very good. That, that is, speaking of peeves, like how me and Brett like to do peeves, maybe I'll tell that to him tonight. That will be a good one to tell him tonight. Uh, when people peeve. Oh, so, all right, peeve. People shorten names. Uh, doesn't make sense. I think that will make me remember. Like Rusty, like what's Rusty short for? I don't even know. It's short for something like that has nothing to do with, let's see, William. Uh, so I'm going to read about Plum Summer. I want to see what Rusty is. It's short for like some crazy name. Rust, rusty. What's the name Rusty short for? Russell? Okay, I could see it. If it's Russell, I could. That would make the most sense. Yeah, Russell. And it's also people like to call redheads, <clears throat> which I don't get. I don't understand the connection between. It seems kind of mean. It honestly seems like a mean thing to call a redhead. Or I don't know, Rusty. There's there's some famous people. <laughs> I'm just on such a just tangent today famous people named rusty i think there's been some good rusties famous rusties uh let's see rusty cage is a youtube star rusty hamlin is a chef rusty fox is a cosplayer rusty clanton is a pop singer rusty wallace nascar rusty cunts yeah that's the one that everybody makes fun of but I'm sure you pronounce it Kuntz. Spells it K-U-N-T-Z. Uh, I think he's a coach for the Kansas City Royals. Rusty Joyner is a model. Rusty Anderson, guitarist. Rusty Staub, a baseball player who passed away in 2018. Rusty Young, a guitarist, passed away in 2021. Rusty Stevens, TV actor, and Rusty Schweikart is an astronaut. There you go. You learn another new thing. There, there's an astronaut named Rusty. <laughs> how many? The, the, how many people have gone to space? That's a fun thing to look up. How many people have gone to space? Yeah, not the moon. Because list of space travelers. How many? Oh. About 550 people have traveled into space. Slightly less than two-thirds have been Americans. Over half the people who have gone to space are American. Let's, what do you think the second... It must be like Russians, right? Uh, second? Yep, Russia. There you go. Russia has 16 people. What do you think the third... For most people of space. Get your guess in. It is. We mentioned it earlier in Churchill. It's China. And then Japan. Germany. France. Canada. Italy. Other countries. Okay. Speaking of Churchill. Let's just read. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just feeling Churchill today. Where were we even? I didn't even... We read about the priest class with Priest Holmes. 
See, do we even read this one? There's no case for a quarrel between wealth and poverty. It is a quarrel between methods of government and themes of government. Cold War, what we are faced with is not a violent jerk, but a prolonged pull. It is better to have a world united than a world divided, but it is also better to have a world divided than a world destroyed. Let there be sunshine on both sides of the Iron Curtain, Pittsburgh Steelers defense from the 70s, and if ever the sunshine should be equal on both sides, the curtain will be no more. I am sure we do not want any fingers on the trigger. Least of all, do we want a fumbling figure, finger. Speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, not causing fumbles. Troy Palomalu leaping over the line. Footnote, Churchill was reacting to the Labor Party's campaign charge in 1951. Whose finger do you want on the trigger? We are firm as a rock against aggression, but the door is always open to friendships. Then we have the section command. Don't be careless about yourselves. On the other hand, not too careful. Live well, but do not flaunt it. Laugh a little and teach your men to laugh. Get good humor under fire. War is a game that's played with a smile. If you can't smile, grin. If you can't grin, keep out of the way till you can. Commitment. No one is compelled to serve great causes unless he feels fit for it. But nothing is more certain than you cannot take the lead in great causes as a half-timer. Sounds like an old-school insult, calling someone a half-timer. I was thinking of making a joke about maybe you do stuff at halftime, though. Like Shakira is a half-timer. Like Rihanna is a Super Bowl halftimer. Communism is next section. I will not pretend if I had to choose between communism and Nazism, I would choose communism. I hope not to be called on to survive in either. Trying to maintain good relations with a communist is like wooing a crocodile. You do not know whether to tickle it under the chin or beat it over the head. When it opens its mouth, you cannot tell whether it is trying to smile or preparing to eat you up. That's a funny one. (laughs) The Bolshevik is not an idealist who is content to promote his cause by argument or example. Bolshevism is not a policy, it is a disease. The day will come when it will be recognized without doubt throughout the civilized world that the strangling of Bolshevism at birth would have been an untold blessing to the human race. In Russia, in in Soviet Russia, a man is called a reactionary if he objects to having his property stolen and his wife and children murdered. It's no use arguing with a communist. It is no use trying to convert a communist or persuade him. You can only do it by having a superior force on your side on the matter in question. Communism is a religion, Jesuits without Jesus. A ghoul descending from a pile of skulls. 
feel like that wasn't a complete sentence. Next section, companionship. I wouldn't want to get in a tangle with Churchill, though. Seems like a rough and rowdy dude. Companionship. This is the company I should like to find in heaven, stained perhaps, but positive. Not those flaccid sea anemones of virtue who can hardly wiggle an antenna in the turgid waters of negativity. Ooh, turgid. That's a good word. Probably means like uh, lots of rapids. Reminds me of Bend, Oregon, my family doing the river rafting. My mom fell in. God, that's crazy. In looking back, that's crazy. Like, that's scary to fall into that. I think, I wonder if I fell in. I'm trying to, I'm sure I fell in once. But I think my mom, I think she was under the the raft. <laughs> I, I think my mom, she fell in. But, like, I, I have this memory that she, like, it was like a big ordeal kind of. Like, she was, like, under the raft. Like, it was scary. Yeah, that's can be very intense doing that stuff. Um, companionship. This is a company I should like to find in heaven. Stained, perhaps, but positive. Wait, I just read that. <laughs> uh, now we have a blooper reel. Okay. Competition. <laughs> that goes on the blooper reel. Competition. You have taken the measure of your foe. You have only to go forward with confidence. Con- I just felt like reading a lot because I looked at how many pages I had read of Churchill and I had only read like 10 pages or something. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've been reading this for so many different episodes and I've barely even made a dent in Churchill here. Like I'm on page 21 right now and uh, this book is over 200 pages. So <laughs> we're not very close. Conferences, policy first, atmosphere second, decent rapper from Minneapolis. Speaking of Minneapolis earlier, random reference. Then and not till then, action. Footnote, this comment is about the Versailles Peace Conference in 1919. Definitely remember learning about Versailles. That word is very familiar in AP history. Conflict, humble brag. I was an AP, A push, AP Gov. Did I do AP World? No, I did A. I did A push. Did I do AP World? I don't think so. Con- <laughs> Why am I trying to? <laughs> Lots of reminiscing today. Conflict, great quarrels arise from small occasions, but seldom from small causes. Arm yourselves and be ye men of valor and be in readiness for the conflict. For it is better for us to perish in battle than to look upon the outrage of our nation and our altar. The worst quarrels only arise when both sides are equally in the right and in the wrong. Um, Conscience is the next one. The final tribute is our own conscience. That's like uh, Hunger Games. The only guide to a man is his conscience. The only shield to his memory is the rectitude and sincerity of his actions. Eulogy of Neville Chamberlain in 1940 was the footnote. 
conservatism. The difference between our outlook and the socialist outlook is the difference between the ladder and the queue. We are for the ladder. Let all try their best to climb. They are for the queue. The conservative party stands for a way of life which at every stage multiplies the choice open to the socialist devotees. We plan for choices. They plan for rules. All right. I was just thinking, that's enough Churchill for today. We're done with Churchill. I'll have to make note that I read that first line on the new page there. All righty. A plum summer, we were saying, follows a teenage boy and his younger brother and a new-to-town teenage girl as they try to find a marionette from a local TV show which has been stolen and held for ransom. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the brother's father struggles with alcoholism, alcoholism, and their mother tries to hold their marriage together. All right. Oh, it actually premiered in Austin back in October 14th, 07. Lots of Austin references. <clears throat> Um, aside from being shot in Bozeman, A Plum Summer featured two local actors, Ben Trotter and John Hosking, as well as many local extras. Ah, so if I was in Bozeman, I'd get some work. <laughs> if I live in Bozeman, I'd get hired as an, <laughs> as an extra. Oh my gosh. Films shot in the nearby Paradise Valley. That's where John Mayer lives, Paradise Valley. South of Livingston and Big Timber areas, such as the Horse Whisperer and Rancho Deluxe, also headquartered out of Bozeman due to its status as the largest community in the local trade area. Okay. Bozeman also features in the film Star Trek First Contact, which came out 1996 as the launch site of the first warp ship in the location of First Contact. In pop music, members of the Noise Rock. Wow, Noise Rock. I don't know if I've ever even heard that term. A noise-oriented style of experimental rock, spun off from punk rock in the 1980s. Drawing on movements such as minimalism, industrial music, and New York hardcore, Artists indulge in extreme levels of distortion through the use of electric guitars and less frequently electronic instrumentation, either to pro provide percussive sounds or to contribute to the overall arrangement. Now, what's industrial music? Is that when they're like in a warehouse, like, like a kind of like stomp? Is that like stomp? Remember stomp? That was like a huge thing in the aughts. They were like, what? Now I have to look up Stomp. Wasn't, was that what it was called? Um, was it a movie? Stomp. Uh, why do I keep? Yes, yeah, was it Stomp the Yard? Was that what it was? Like I just have this memory of the word Stomp. Like it was. <laughs> I don't know why I just keep saying. It, it. I seem to remember it was a very big thing. Uh, Stomp the Yard. 07 dance drama. Yeah, so maybe this is what I was thinking. I was thinking is a dance movie.
directed by Sylvain White, Stomp the Yard, centers on DJ Williams, a college student at a fictional, historically black university who pledges to join a fictional Greek letter fraternity. The film's central conflict involves DJ's fraternity competing in various stepping competitions against a rival frat stepping, a form of percussive dance in African-American culture that participants' entire body is used. See, I do remember there being like very um, intense dancing in this movie. Entire body is used as an instrument to produce complex rhythms and sounds through a mixture of footsteps, spoken word, and hand claps. Though stepping may be performed by an individual, is generally performed by groups of three or more, often in arrangements that resemble military formations. Okay. Yes. Uh... The film was originally titled Step In, but it was changed to avoid confusion with a 2006 movie, Step Up, which was the Channing Tatum dance drama. <clears throat> dance dramas had a moment back in the mid-aughts. So, industrial music. Well, now what's this? I just keep like looking into different terms. Coined in the 1970s, founding of industrial records by members of Throbbing Gristle and Monte Cazaza. That's a fun name. While the genre name originated with the Throbbing Gristles, that just sounds like a dirty term, Throbbing Gristle. Emergence in the UK, artists and labels vital to the genre also emerged in the US and other countries. All right. So industrial music is the most abrasive and aggressive fusion of rock and electronic music that was initially a blend of avant-garde electronics experiments and punk provocation. Avant-garde, that means uh, to be at the forefront of an innovation. Like vanguard is a fun term too. All right. Enough of that. Let's see. Let's just read about some more famous Montanians. Chan Romero. And then we'll wrap this up here. I'll go on. Maybe I'll go on another walk, maybe. We'll see. I, my feet are kind of sore. <laughs> I've, been, I've been walking a ton. <laughs> my feet hurt. Chan Romero, musician, songwriter, known for writing Hippie Hippie Shake, <clears throat> later recorded by the Beatles. Born and raised in Billings. Charles Lindbergh, uh, aviator, was a mechanic at the Billings Municipal Airport. Now the Billings Logan International Airport. Isn't So the Boston Airport is also called Logan. Now you just learned that too. There's two international airports called Logan. Billings and Boston. And they both start with, the city start with a B. Charlie Pride, <clears throat> country singer Charlie Pride, played minor league baseball for both the Helena Smelterites and the Missoula Timberjacks. The Smelterites, that's a great mascot. 
like to smelter, like uh, who, which, what is that? Like the super hot? Is that like? It's in, what's what's smelting in smelter in apparatus for smelting. You can't. This is this is what it says when you look up smelter, in apparatus for smelting, in establishment for smelting, one who is engaged in the smelting industry. <laughs> You can't say, you gotta say what this, what it means, dog. Come on. You can't use the word in the definition. Smelt any various small silvery marine freshwater and anadronous food fishes of the family Osmeridae found in cold waters. What? Why is he talking about fish? No, it's... it's there's also so one of the the noun is the the fish stuff, <clears throat> the intransitive verb, to melt or fuse ores, in order to separate the metallic constituents, to melt or fuse, used of ores. I was just trying to think of what is it a blacksmith, the job that does that. So Christopher Lloyd, uh. Speaking of Back to the Future, give a plug for, speaking of Brett, me and Brett did the Back to the Future pod back in late January. Give that a listen. Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown, owned a ranch in the Bitterroot Valley for a number of years on which he spent much of his time. Craig Kilborn went to MSU at the same time as my parents. I think my dad said that, I'm sure that he said that he met, or he knew Craig Kilborn. I don't think that many people went to MSU Bozeman back in the early to mid-80s. Actor and former TV show, uh, talk show host. He played basketball at MSU Bozeman. Dana Carvey. Here's the heavy hitters came out. Dana Carvey of... SNL, born in Missoula. Also Garth from Wayne's World. David Letterman. Yep, all the big heavy hitters. Uh, lives for much of the year on his ranch near Chateau. David Lynch, Academy Award nominated director, born in Missoula. Dennis Quaid, owned a ranch in Paradise Valley where he spends a lot of time. Evil Knievel. Uh, Daredevil from Butte. His son Robbie, also Daredevil, born and raised in Butte. Me and my dad stopped in Butte and had we stopped at this historic sandwich. I wonder if I could find this the name of this place. Uh, so Butte is a city on a hill. <clears throat> it's a very old city, very industrial. Lots of industrial music in Butte. Butte, Montana, like sandwich place. Um, it's like a, he said it was like a famous, was it sandwich or burgers? It was actually burger, burger place. Uh, Sparky's Garage, Bonanza Freeze. I think Sparky's, Royce's Hamburgers, and more. 
Oh, no, this was it. Pork Chop John's. That was it. My dad kept saying, we got to go to Pork Chop John's. Get the big pork chop sandwich. Pork Chop John's. Founded 1924 by the original Pork Chop John, John Berkland, who sold his pork chop sandwiches from the back of a wagon located on the corner of Mercury and Main Street in Uptown Butte. <clears throat> Berkland moved his business into 8 West Mercury Street in eight, uh, 1932. Very cool. Yeah, definitely recommend. It was a very quaint, seems like a place that the Guy Fieri would uh, stop by, put his emblem on the brick wall. So, Frank Borman, another astronaut, lives in Bighorn County. Gary Cooper, Academy Award winning actor. Born in Helena, spent much of his teenage years there before graduating from Gallatin County High School in Bozeman. My dad went to Bozeman High, the Bozeman Hawks. Huey Lewis and the News lives near Stevensville. The News are not from Montana, just Huey Lewis. J.K. Simmons, just kidding. No, but seriously, J.K. Simmons from uh, went to University of Montana. Academy Award winner for Whiplash. I don't know if I like that movie. It's kind of a mixed message, that movie. It's too mean. It's like too intense. Imagine having a coach that was that intense. Jack Horner. Noted paleontologist first described Montana's state fossil Maya Sora and served as technical advisor on Jurassic Park. Wow. Born in Shelby. Was a longtime professor of paleontology at MSU Bozeman. And he attended the University of Montana in Missoula. So he's split. He's got one of those split jerseys. It's Bobcats one side. Grizz the other. Jeanette Rankin, first woman to be elected to Congress, born near Missoula, represented Montana and House of Representatives. That was redundant. Jeff Ament, Pearl Jam. Well, guy from Pearl Jam is born in Haver, raised in Big Sandy, attended U of M for uh, transferring out of state. Doesn't say where he transferred. Jeff Bridges lives most of the year on his ranch in Paradise Valley. So a lot of these people aren't from. They don't have roots in the bitter roots. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I, was, I was proud of myself there. They don't have roots in the bitter roots. But um, they like to live there because there's no people there. They get away from the people. It's beautiful. Jeff Kober, Walking Dead actor, born in Billings. Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, Mitch from Modern Family. Rusty, 
Speaking of redheads, born in Missoula, John Lithgow purchased a cabin near Big Fork. John Mayer, like I was saying earlier, blues guitarist, singer-songwriter, lives in Paradise Valley. Kiefer Sutherland, oh, my dad, his favorite show back in the day was 24. My dad loved that show. Once owned a ranch near Whitefish. Lauren Acton, another astronaut, lots of astronaut talk today, attended MSU, or he's later a professor. He was born in Lewistown. Margot Kidder, best known for her movie role as Lois Lane, opposite Christopher Reeve in the live-action Superman movies in the 70s and 80s, resided in Livingston for much of her later life, died there, passed away... May of 2018, coming up on five years ago, Margot Kidder. Mel Gibson owned a ranch in the Stillwater Valley for many years before selling it in 05. Michael Keaton lives much of the year on his ranch near Big Timber. Michelle Williams, born in Kalispell. Also, she's a Montana gal. She's in lots of big movies. Myrna Loy. Wow, she's she was pretty in the the young the picture they used of her here. Uh born in Helena, raised in Raidersburg. Received an honorary Academy Award in 1991. And the Myrna Loy Center for the Performing and Media Arts in Helena is named in her honor. Patrick Duffy, actor, originally from Townsend. Peter Fonda, lived in Paradise Valley for many years between 1975 and his death in 2019. Phil Jackson, of course, the Zen master. Born in Deer Lodge. Reggie Watts. That's right, I knew that. Went to Great Falls High. Graduated from the same high school as my mother. Uh, I believe 10 years after my mom. Sitting Bull. One of history's most recognizable Native American figures. Sitting Bull said to have been born near what is now Miles City. Which I think is way on the eastern side of the state. Steve Albini. Musician, record producer, recording engineer of albums like Nirvana's In Utero and the Pixies' Surfer Rosa. He went to Missoula's Hellgate High School. Very cool name for a high school, Hellgate. Gates of Hell. Ted Kaczynski. Speaking of the Gates of Hell. Oh, that was a good segue. The Unabomber. Uh, apprehended in his cabin near Lincoln in 96, where he had lived for 25 years. Ted Turner, billionaire media mogul, owns multiple ranches in Montana, spends most of his time there. Tom Brokaw, lots of heavy hitters with Montana ties. Well, I mean, they'll just, they'll just buy houses there. I mean, where else are you going to buy a house? Like, lots of 
in the like Western Washington, I think there's some celebrities who will. I'm trying to th- now, but like lots of people there. They 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 go places where they try to get away from people. They go to like Wyoming. They go Wyoming, uh, Montana. Like the nice places that are empty, you know. Um, not like Nebraska. They don't go to Nebraska. <laughs> no offense to my Nebraska people out there. Tom Brokaw, maybe South Dakota. I could see, like we were, I was just in South Dakota in August. Lots of open space there. Yeah, I could see that. Like for like a, these heavy hitters looking for their second, third, fourth homes. Going places where no one is. <laughs> but I think uh, Rapid City is also a quickly growing city, just like Bozeman. So Tom Brokaw, uh, Big Timber. Um, oh, that's in. That's it. That's uh, that's your list right there. Let's finish this Will Ferrell article that we were talking about. Aside from Fifty Cent and Will Ferrell at the game, let's see. Indianapolis Colts legend Reggie Wayne and current star receiver Michael Pittman Jr. Also sitting courtside. Roughly one year ago, Farrell was at the Golden State Warriors home game against the LA Clippers. Farrell went through shooting, passing, and dribbling pregame while sporting a vintage-style headband and dressed like a, his Jackie Moon character from Semi-Pro. Which, I tried watching that movie. That movie came out in 08. So it was the same year as Step Brothers. But, uh... In my opinion, just not... I would have to watch it again. I think I saw a little bit of it, and I was like, this is not... <laughs> this is not vintage Will Ferrell. Like, let's see what semi... I don't... I bet it's not ranked highly on Rotten Tomatoes. I, wait, I'm looking it up. I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess uh, Critics 42. All right. I mean, I could have, I could have, like... I'm. I could have lied about that, obviously. But no, critics, uh, 22. So yeah, I was 20% off. Wow, I went 20% high. Only 22 for the critics? 38 for the audience, though. So closer to my 42. Semi-Pro is an intermittently funny, intermittent fasting funny half-hearted attempt at sports satire and one of Will Ferrell's weaker cinematic efforts. Yep, just what I was saying there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay, so there's that article we finished. Wow, let's just finish up. Um, What are we even... We did Churchill. (laughs) We did enough... We did plenty of Churchill. Let's just do Seinfeld and call it an afternoon. All right, Seinfeld... We are on episode 10, season 3, called The Stranded. I've been watching Seinfeld, like I said earlier. And, yeah, that's what's so fun. If you don't, I just don't turn the TV on all day. <laughs> it, like, the, the anticipation builds to Seinfeld. It's like, a, it's very old school, I feel. This is what they used to, they used to watch primetime. And you would wait, and there's, the thing was on at, 10 p.m. or whatever, and you said, I'm going to watch this TV show at 10 p.m. 
And I'm going to have to pay attention because I can't rewind it or pause it. So The Stranded, Tom Chiron's director, Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld, Matt Goldman wrote it. November 27th of 91, probably right after Thanksgiving probably, or before it. 18.6 million viewers. When a co-worker starts coming on to George, he strands Jerry and Elaine at a party, leaving them to wait for Kramer. As a sign of gratitude for allowing him and Elaine to wait at his home, Jerry suggests the host stops by his apartment if they're ever in New York City. Weeks later, the male host takes him up on offer just as Jerry is heading out the door. Jerry allows him to wait in the apartment until he returns. However, Kramer stops by and he and the host have some drinks and laughs. Eventually, they hire a prostitute to come over to Jerry's apartment. Later, the host checks out of the apartment without paying just as Jerry returns. As Jerry tries to pay the girl so she will leave, police arrive and he is busted for fomenting prostitution. (laughs) What? I do not remember that there was an episode of Seinfeld where where Jerry got busted for prostitution. I can't believe that they did that. As I, that's so funny. That's a that's hilarious. Um, all right, this was a great this was a great show. Let's go on. Let's go watch Seinfeld.